Happy Tuesday. Hello, everyone. Isn't it just glorious? Tuesday's here again. It's like it was Tuesday and now it's Tuesday again. Happens quickly. It does. November the 6th, and this is my job, is to say the date. And now we know the date. Yes, it is. We, yeah, that's a a generational blessing. It is. We call it blessing because it is a blessing. Yes. Mostly. And what we know is that you'll always know the date. We will. Uh, Yes. It started with with Grandpa. (laughs) And any video we had, he would always tell us the date. And you know that has been very important throughout history. We have always known exactly what the date was. (laughs) We do. So now here we are. And what a lovely, lovely week we're having here in true autumn Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah. Our leaves, the trees are just changing slowly. And and I think it's just a picture of the beauty of letting go. We all know, you know, fall is a time. Just creation reveals just that letting go, letting go of those things that um, seem such a part of us and seem so necessary, but we can let those go. And, and I think fall... This year is just revealing the beauty of that and how we can actually linger even in the letting go. And that's a good thing. It's so true. You know, and letting go is just a good word because, you know, as we see the trees we've talked about here at our house, Nave, we're surrounded by these oak trees that are letting go of their leaves right now. And their acorns, by the way, which (laughs) crunch under your feet when you walk on them. Yeah, Which I can't su- walk barefoot right now. No, 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 no. I can't even imagine that pain. Hurts like the dickens. I mean, I'm just listening to what's happening underneath my tennis shoes, and it's that bad. But it's wonderful, and it's a glorious thing, because the trees are letting go of their seed, and the trees are letting go of their leaves. And um, and seeing that happen is, is such a picture for us about um, some things that God's talking about this week as we are um, in the early half of a dunk here Mm -hmm. in Bixby. And uh, so it's one of our seven-day immersions. And this one is on grief. And we have walked through this journey of grieving in the last few weeks. And God, Papa, has been talking to us much about um, the perspective of grief and seeing it through a a new set of eyes, the difference between walking through grief intentionally with Papa versus having grief be something that uh, overwhelms us and takes us out. And seeing trees let go of their leaves and let go of their seed is such a picture of that because it's, it's a, we see that as a choice. And um, this week as we were just talking about grief and taking what uh, we we had in terraforming song to a whole new level we we hear Papa saying some pretty amazing things as he's highlighted different words in Hebrew for grieving and sorrow and weeping and one of the things that he revealed that was in common was the consonant cough and that cough was 11 which, um, not coincidentally, this is the 11th month, this is November, and um, that cough was in all of those words, and it, and it was representing a transition. And what Papa said is that, um, that in many respects, when we 
are transitioning from one season to another, from one uh, age to another, when we're transitioning to new geographies or new relationships or any of the things that we transition, that there is a maturity that's taking place. And we're seeing almost a a synonym between transition and maturing. And uh, when we put that into perspective of grief, it's really an amazing thing to see that all of these words related to grieving had in them a story. And that was transitioning to strength, which is Aleph, uh, transitioning to a whole new perspective or a whole new way of seeing the world, which is Ayin, and transitioning into a place of greater fruitfulness, which is hay. And um, so as we are walking through some areas of grief in our own lives right now, we told last week of um, the journey that power has made to the arms of Jesus. And, uh, and we see that there's a transition taking place in all of us as we grieve There's a maturing that's taking place, but it's maturing to something, to a stronger us, to a whole new perspective, to a greater fruitfulness, to where what we might see with grief is loss, but what we actually are seeing would be like being pruned so that we would be greater in our fruitfulness. And so there's just been an incredible um, story that Papa's been telling us this week as we watch our trees trees let go of their leaves and let go of their seed and that there is a new harvest that comes from that and uh, what joy there is in seeing this picture that Papa's saying to us right now. Yeah, letting go is, is not easy for any of us and, um, you know, it's it's not just letting go of things we have. It can be letting go of perceptions or um, ideals um, that can become idols, just different things that we we can cling to more than we cling to Him and end up kind of separating us from Him. And so that's so much, um, you know, our hearts this week in the dunk are, are really allowing a sacred space to to recognize how um, beautiful the letting go is to him and and how grief is a gift he's given us and um, that he knows it's a journey for us and it isn't something uh, you know loss isn't something we just get over it's um, you know we can either give ourselves to grief or we give ourselves to him to walk through the journey of grief and there's there's a big difference and so we're definitely experiencing that um over the past few weeks just personally but also as we're getting to go through this journey fresh with with an amazing courageous group of people who were willing to come and explore this topic and um and really make the journey you know and uh, so it's a real, it's a real special time for us. And uh, as part of our journey, as we um, just even the the past few weeks have been learning to let go of of power, the person, but take greater hold of that covenant he shared with all of us. Um, 
that knew him in, in such an amazing way. We shared last week how how constant and consistent everybody's testimony of him in their lives were last week. And so that is is something we're we're exploring more what uh, the fullness of who he is, you know, meant to us in our our hearts and our community and um, and just who he was as family to us and and what God is speaking about that because that's part of the grieving process and um, we do have a chapter on grief in terraforming song and it's called grief yeah and so um you can definitely read about that um just begin begin that journey if you haven't and i think we'll probably end up doing more dunks like this because as we've started we've seen that grief is a huge huge um i don't even know the right word but just is very present in the body you know and in the body of Christ right now and and we're definitely being invited to be drawn near to him in that and you know there's something that completes grief and that is joy and uh, so in in terraforming resurrection the book in chapter three we have a chapter called revealing joy and kind of started um, talking about those set apart places that he has for us and um, so we just continue on now with sacred space, um, which is is just really present in my heart right now. All the places that we we recognize that he set apart to bring the fullness of his presence to, and um, what happens when something is set apart is sacred. It it just changes everything we see, the person or the experience, the encounter, completely different when we recognize it as set apart for us or that we get to set it apart for him, for another person to encounter him in a certain way. And I think some of that is is just really understanding um, how much he speaks to us and how many ways he speaks to us, just like he's speaking about letting go through creation right now. And it isn't coincidental when the grief dunk would be happening and what season it's in. And he set that apart as sacred for us to recognize him in a greater way. And uh, so through some different um, land missions, we've gotten to be part of. um, There's been just some questions that came up, and it's made me realize how important having his knowing is as opposed to um, the information that we can find and how he's already set so much apart for us as sacred ways to hear him and experience him and learn from him and gain not knowledge but understanding or the ability to apply the knowledge that we gain from him as we understand his heart more and more and and how that's one of the greatest sacred that is the greatest sacred space is his heart and when we uh, our hearts begin to mirror his in greater ways we become all that 
all that much more like him, you know, revealing that that perspective of him. And so there was just a, a question about what some of the tabernacles mean um, as an amazing land mission was being prepared for. And so it was related, I'll just say it like this, the, the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, because everybody's familiar with that. Um, another name for them is Ursa Major, Ursa Minor. But the ancient names for these two constellations or tabernacles are the sheepfolds. So the, the greater and the lesser, which lesser doesn't mean less than, it just means um, smaller in size. And so it's the greater and lesser sheepfolds. And so basically what these represent are the first one, um, Ursa Major would be the greater sheepfold. And it's actually, it means assembled together. So it's this picture that, I mean, think of a time you don't see that in the the night sky. It's very unusual when that you don't see that piercing the darkness and really trying to testify to something for us and draw us into our story. So the the greater sheepfold, Ursa Major, means assembled together. Um, and so that is... It's just about all the people that have been waiting for Christ. All of those that before his coming, even that were waiting for him, all those gathered and waiting for him to come. And um, so then Ursa Minor or the lesser sheepfold is those that are yet to come. Those are that are yet to be assembled. And so we can see those constellations as like water scoops, you know, but they actually are, are chariots. They're one of the few uh, constellations that's actually shaped like something. Most of, most of them, it's the star names that tell the story, but some, very few, the shape actually does, and this is one of them. So it's about, um, it's about these two chariots and one following the other one with those who always waited for him and those who are yet to come. Those are who are being gathered by those who are assembled. So it would be kind of like the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. But in that, it's like the great harvest begins with those who have always been waiting. And that, that can be somebody now who has always been waiting to hear about him without even knowing it. And then they're are those who who don't even know they have want of him. Um, but it's it's this the gathering, it's about the harvest and that his heart for that is told in our story in the sky so often. And so something that these two constellations mean together is we follow wherever he goes to gather. And there's this context of power that comes to that because Jesus said he was powerless to do anything but what he saw his father doing. And what a different context of power we have. Like power can be so much about our might and what we can do for ourselves. But here's this expression of Christ of 
this place where he's acknowledging his powerlessness and and then where he finds the fullness of power. And it is, I am powerless to do anything but what I see my Father doing. And to be able to truly say that, you have to know what the Father's doing. And, and that was Jesus. He always knew what the Father was doing. And, and he chose to be powerless until he could come in to the fullness of what the Father was doing, and then power came. And so just in the awareness of that, it kind of got us on the thread um, as we were preparing for our Sesser meeting last week about how has God truly defined power. And there's definitely not going to go through all of them, but I think one is interesting is Paul was saying that, that we get to be... Um, as we grieve, we get to be returned to power or strength. And that's one of the definitions of power is strength. And so we get to be returned to that place um, that's sacred where we acknowledge our need. Unless I know what you're doing, I am powerless. And we actually um, will, will linger in that space until we actually know what he's doing. I think this is so crucial today is, of course, a huge election day. Um, And so many have already voted. Many will vote today. And this is where our journey as his people comes less about an election and more about being the elect. And our greatest power today, or in the days, you know, previous that we voted, but but today being election day, um, our greatest power is to be in that ballot box or that polling booth and know what he's doing. Like, don't know what the news has said or even you might get to let go of your opinion today. You might get to let go of a preconceived idea today in order to acknowledge you are powerless in this Unless you know what he's doing, that's the heart from which we vote. We're actually just applying our understanding and that polling booth of what we know him to be doing. There's a lot of outside influences that come into that, but that's our true choice is I'm powerless in this election. I'm powerless in change until I know what you're doing. And we pursue that first. And that's that's where our strength comes from. And so that, that definition of power, uh, the strength, goes back to when the Israelites, you know, they had this promise and they're pursuing it. And so many of them died. So many, 600,000 died along the way. Yet, when they were crossing into the promise, when they were crossing that threshold of the Jordan, the army Just the army, this wasn't everybody in the camp, just the army was 600,000 people. That is being returned to strength. That is being returned to his intent. And that's part of what power is, being returned to his original intent and applying it with all you've got. You know, not letting go of what we see the Father doing. And then, of course, there's um, authority that comes with this. Um, and then there's there's some Greek words, and we I know these have been talked about 
a lot, probably starting in the Black Book, Terraforming for the Kingdom. But uh, in Greek, there's the word dunamis, which means miraculous, abundance, um, wonderful works, ability. And it also means the inherent power that resides by the virtue of its nature. So this is talking about the very nature of who God is. Like what resides in Him, and if it resides in Him, as we're going to get to, it resides in us. We just get to choose to um, let the mystery of it be revealed and, and move in it, as He does. Um, it also means excellence of soul. And I think that's amazing because there is a power. There is um, this miracle there's this abundance that comes from a healed soul, a soul that has returned to its excellence because it's healed, which is, you know, so much our journey and praying for each other and, and daily bread and those things. We are pursuing the abundance, this miraculous power that comes uh, in wholeness. And so um, and in that place, our soul is able to receive the very virtue, the very nature that resides resides in Him. And so it's, it's really part of our journey of recognizing those places where we're closed and allowing them to be open because an open place creates a sacred space. And so then just in this journey, just the past few weeks, the scripture that just kept resounding in me was 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. So other ways we read that, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and discipline. So the word used here, because this is New Testament, it would have been Greek. And so the word Paul would have used was dunamis, which in just, I'm not going to give you all the letters and the you know, the, their names, and I'm just going to give you the nutshell because it would take a long time. Um, but basically, that the fullness of that word is the ability to carry out, the ability to bring something to fullness or conclude something. Uh, it's the capacity, the vigor, the strength, and even the will to do it, which is significant because an excellent soul has the fullness of will. You know the ability to be able to choose, and and we're we're told like we were given that from the start. Like that had to have been part of the breath that came into us, that enlivened us, that resurrected us um, from heaven to earth. And so we have that. Like we have access to that already. This isn't, we ask for power, we ask for more power, we ask for Him to be more powerful, yet we're His conduits, we're His agents of earth, you know, that bring from heaven to earth everything in His heart. Just as this says, like the ability to carry out, bring something forth or conclude something, and and that we're given the capacity, the vigor, the strength, and the choice to be able to walk in this. And so that just, it's a really incredible thing to recognize that power already resides in us. 
It's not something like that's inheritance, you know, when it's just already there. Um, we still, I think, think of inheritance as something we must ask for, but it's something we receive more of as we grow and we mature. But how many things are just from the basic formation of a people that he already placed in us as inheritance? And this power is one of them. And so um, there's some Hebrew views that that dunamis takes us back to, so some root words um, in Hebrew. And one is lo hasir, and I actually didn't write the pronunciation guide down on that one, so hopefully I got close. But it means to not be lacking, to not be deficient, to not be of poor quality. So tying that to, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power, you are not lacking. You are not deficient. You are not of poor quality from the get-go, you know, from the start. There's already no lack. There's already no deficiency, and the quality is the highest. And then there's another word that dunamis ties back to, and it's yatsah. And it means to go out and come in to cause, to bring forth vegetation and feelings And this one is really, like, it just gets me every time because it talks of bringing forth vegetation. And that is something when we were on Resurrection Island all those years ago, and we've just gotten to talk about it again as we um, recorded the documentary for it. But that was one of the things we saw. Like, we're walking and we're speaking life. Like we are releasing what has already inherently been placed in us. It's in there inherent to, inherently because it's inheritance. And we're just releasing our breath just like he did. And we're watching this vegetation come up. And that's, the, that's it. Yatsa is, is to bring forth what he intended. And... So vegetation is listed as one, but also feelings are listed as one. And that's that's huge because, you know, Pa's been talking a lot um, through AR and podcast about our emotions and processing our emotions. But to have our feelings related to power, you know, what does that mean? And so... Feel in Hebrew means means to touch, it means to perceive, to have a sense of, to be affected by, to be sensitive to, but here's the biggies. It means to be conscious of our inward persuasion, what is already placed within us in order that we can perceive. And that is the spirit of power, love, and discipline. It means also to be conscious of our inward impression, that which is already drawn inside us, that that knowing what he's doing, that ability to be drawn to what he's doing and to be powerless until we are. That's, that's these feelings it's talking about in Yatsa, the ability to bring forth the knowing of what he's doing because it's our inheritance and it's where power is created. And and just even recognizing there's another word 
in Hebrew, Allah, and it means to offer. It's a verb of sacrifice and offering. It, it comes from recognizing the power um, in having guilt removed. Like, think about that with the cross. Like, what was that not just beginning but reminding us of that, that our greatest offering is to acknowledge the power that comes from knowing our guilt is removed and how important that is because when, when that guilt isn't removed, when, you know, if we don't allow it, whether through we, we haven't repented or returned or we haven't just been able to acknowledge something we're holding against ourselves, then we're separate from Him by our own choice, not by His, never by His choice. It's by, you know, most often our unknowing about it. But to just think about that that is listed as a definition of power, knowing that we have the ability, is how it said, the ability to remove guilt. So not just have our guilt removed, but remove it through forgiveness. Like, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about that for many, many years. And, And then just also realizing in that, that part about not lacking, not deficient, it's it's not about what we're not, it's about what we are, like we're sufficient. We don't lack food, we don't lack shelter, we don't um, lack the power to come and go because we're not slaves. We're not slaves. And when we recognize that and really step into the four covenants, you know, just walking through the depth and width of relationship with Him, there's a great power that comes from that as well. When we recognize we are provided for, not withheld from. So that's, um, I just feel like that's such a sacred space within us, like it's already there. We've been, we haven't been given fear. We haven't been given the spirit of that. We've been given the spirit of power, which is just, we've just defined. And then of love, like, that's already in us to be able to choose that as well. And discipline, which means we are willing to stop if it's not His heart. We're willing to recognize when we're on the wrong path. Uh, discernment is a powerful, <laughs> just to use that word again, inheritance we've been given that can get discarded in place of information. Discernment brings such revelation to us. And again, I think that's just urgent in the days we're in to really be about recognizing what's already been given to us. So we operate in that um, instead of trying to be unreconciled from the world, to be reconciled back to Him, to recognize those reconciled places like that He already gave us to... um, keep our eyes towards him and, and and being vulnerable enough to be powerless until we know what he's doing. That's awesome, baby. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Yay. Well, we we're praying. Yes, we are. With all the voting and... Uh, in America? In America, yeah. It's not happening everywhere, but, you know, you vote sometime, I'm right. sure. They, so, they have to vote sometime. You have to vote sometime. Right. So, yeah, but we we pray um, that we can all be satisfied with um, where things go 
because we know whatever we cast into a box, it was about what he's doing. And it's we're able to acknowledge our powerlessness in order to receive uh, just the revival of power within us because we're in agreement with what he's doing. And we don't have to know exactly what that looks like. We're not focused on, but how could he do it with this person or this legislation? We just know if we agree with him, he can do anything. That is power. Amen. All right, so we will talk to you all. We will not talk to you next week. No, we won't. No, we (laughs) won't. Yes, because we will be in Cyprus. Yes, we will. And we're very excited about that. And we just know with with the reasons we're going and what we'll be doing, we will not be able to... um, We won't be able to... Record a podcast. Record a podcast, <laughs> and Whistle will be with us, and so he won't be able to upload it. So, right. So it's all, we're not having a podcast next week. So That's right. But when we get back, we will be able to, to share some stories with you and celebrate some things. So Yay. it's pretty cool. Very exciting. We love you all so much. Bye.